Thanks for being with us. I want to thank you for uh, watching on YouTube and especially for all the comments. Um, <laughs> CK916 says, Jerry used to wear that helmet in fast pitch softball. <laughs> you would need something like that. You would at least need a helmet in fast pitch ball. I mean, I'm, you know, you obviously don't wear one in slow pitch, but I, I cannot get my mind like around a fast pitch softball league like nothing about that makes any sense the only thing that makes sense to me is that at some point when they started it somebody said just, just do it it's yeah, too just... hard the underhand is too hard let's just throw overhand but then to do it fast like i would understand like okay like yeah it's too hard to do it under maybe let's let's lob it in there you know you just kind of chuck it a little but like to to do a full wind up with that a ball that big too like i can't imagine you can get any like it's got to be all just heaters but well, I mean, no the, the pitcher's rubber in softball is so much closer. If you're right. throwing overhand, right? No one's That's a getting great hit. <laughs> You'd have to start your swing. Oh my goodness! As the guys in the wind so up, you right. even have a chance. And and what if someone gets hit by a pit? Like you know, I mean, that's I guess that's still a, a danger in, in slow pitch, but it's like or in uh, in underhand pitch. But I just feel like you get a little bit more velocity with with the overhand. Absolutely, I, yeah. Just, you got a guy who brings it, and I know I was told. That ball um, is hard. When I was too. a kid in Vallejo, they, there was a lot of fast pitch softball, and they were really good. And I was told that uh, for if a really good pitcher's on the mound, you have to almost start your swing before he lets go, or yes. you can't catch up. That's underhand. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think you mentioned how much closer the the yeah. pitching mound is. It's it's way way different. So uh, yeah, I mean, they're they would honestly. I mean, I don't even think that they would even in. The early 1900s, they probably wouldn't even uh, have people go out there with leather helmets. You would need triple enforced helmets uh, for for any sort of fast pitch softball. And That's how about this, Jerry? Also very enthused about the Kings' acquisition or uh, the addition of Javale McGee. Says he can yeah. really help. Yeah, said he was not a good kid, but said that uh, now <laughs> he, said he was a bad kid. He just said he was <laughs> a pain in the ass. Was the quote? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, hopefully he's no longer. Uh, Hopefully he's no longer a pain uh, here in Sacramento, but uh, I, I think that uh, I agree with Jerry. I think he's going to be, or could be, I should say, since you know he's not officially on the opening day roster. But I, I definitely think I could see his skill set being really, really valuable to what the Kings uh, yes, are going for. At his best, he's a defender, mm-hmm. and the Kings still need defensive help. Yeah, that's the one thing in the off season. I kept waiting for them to do something to address the defense. Mm-hmm. That move apparently wasn't available to them. I mean, Harrison Barnes, yeah, but you already had him. It's like, we're only going to do something to help the defense. Vazenkov, great. He's not a good defender. He's going to add a lot. So finally, ah, JaVale McGee. Right. You know, Nerland's Noel maybe, but JaVale McGee, there's a better chance that he makes them better defensively. Right. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's I mean, the thing. fingers crossed, yeah. but yeah. That's what I really like about the Nerland's or JaVale, whichever one of those two guys gets the spot, if one of those two guys gets the spot, is that both of those guys know their role and know that their role is not offense. Like, they're very low-maintenance offensive guys. Like, they're just around the rim, and, you know, they don't try. JaVale's not over there taking corner threes. Like, I think uh, there's been some videos of Summer JaVale hitting some threes. But, uh, no, both of those guys are around the rim, high efficiency, low-maintenance, and and that's what the Kings need. They don't really need more offensive firepower. They need people who know their role and are going to try and excel in that role. Speaking of defense, the 49ers last year had the best run defense in the NFL. Seems good. Okay, seems like a seems like a, a good, good, uh, good thing that to to have. Twenty twenty three preseason, however, right. they allowed an NFL high five hundred and fifty two yards 
five and a half yards per carry in three games on the ground in the preseason. <laughs> that's not good. No, that's uh, that's alarm. I would say that's alarming. You're I would say right. that's alarming. Five hundred fifty-two yards. Kyle Shanahan said Wednesday. <laughs> I don't want to look too much into that. Of course, of course. But you also can't ignore it either. No, you definitely shouldn't ignore that. I mean, and I know the Niners haven't been playing at full strength, and you know I don't think Nick Bosa is going to help. A, Have they been a playing eleven guys? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's that's it's definitely something that I would be concerned about. I mean, there there shouldn't be much difference unless it's just intensity uh, in terms of like five five and a half yards per carry is that's going to put you last in the league like that. Again, like the the 49ers defense is really the thing that makes them an elite team. Like they can have a really potent offense, but the reason why the 49ers the past couple of years have been consistently one of the best teams in the NFL is because their defense has been so great and they really haven't had many gaps. And if teams are going to be able to run on them, run sets up the pass, their their corners are, you know, questionable, I would say. That's it just seems like a, something that could really, you know, could end up could be an screwing issue. them. It's, yeah. uh, it's kind of a throwback philosophy, but they've been very successful with it. They run the ball well, and they stop the run. Mm-hmm. And I know in today's NFL, people say, well, that doesn't really matter as much. Maybe not, well, but they've does. had a lot of success with that. Um, you know, the big story the day of the Chargers game, which was a week ago, <laughs> was everything that happened with Trey Lance. But, um, and to your point, the 49ers, the regulars, don't play many snaps. But do you know how many yards the Chargers ran for in the final game? Um, let's say starts with a two. That was not going to be what I was going to say. So let's say two, two fifteen, two sixty seven. I'm sorry. The Chargers racked up two hundred and sixty seven <laughs> rushing yards against the 49ers in the preseason finale. Oh, that see, that's that's alarming. That's that's very alarming. And I mean, I, the do they have? Yeah, they played a lot of their people in in that in that early. Finale. They did. Yeah, it, early in the game. That's just not. I mean, 260 yards is that. That's that's got to be near an NFL record for a team in terms of rushing yards in a game. That's ridiculous. Shanahan said I didn't like how that. we were against the Raiders either, um, and the Chargers had a lot of success with the read option. Yeah, and Steve Wilkes, the DC, he says they hadn't really worked much on the zone on the zone. Sure, read, on the read option, read option. So he says, you know, I told my players that's on me if we have problems with that, but. Um, he anticipates to, uh, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, the Steelers and other teams are going to try to take further advantage of the preseason struggles against the the read option. Yeah, I, which is you sure. know the quarterback, and then he read the read is where's the end? Edge. If he crashes, we toss it out. Or no, if he crashes, well, anyway, crashes you, know, you hold wide. it. Yeah, if he uh, if, if he, he goes if wide, he protects the corner, off. you hand yeah. off. Right. Right. And uh, I mean, yeah, I didn't go over with Coach Wilkes either. Exactly. It's it's okay. Especially shocking because I think last year the Chargers were 30th in rushing yards in the league. Yikes. That seems that seems alarming. And like, yeah, I mean, the problem is, too, there was a lot of big, big runs, like big explosive plays. And, you know, when you're in the 49ers, that's the exact kind of thing that you got to keep to a minimum is 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 the explosive plays. You want teams that if they are going to be able to run the ball, it should be slow and methodical and not just giving up these big 60 70 yard runs uh mm-hmm. like what we saw a couple times i think there was a big one in the raider game and then with those numbers i would assume there was multiple in that charger game here's what kyle said he said last week i thought we had about over 100 yards on about three plays that a guy got out of his gap and then we didn't stop the bleeding with the middle third guy so that added up then i didn't think we were very prepared for the running quarterback there in the third and fourth quarter 
Sure. And I mean, that's that's a really big problem, especially, you know, as the NFL kind of slowly transitions into just having more and more, allowing their quarterbacks to run more and more. It, it can be a real killer. I mean, it's it's a real thing that, uh, you know, certain teams can use to their advantage. Like, you know, the, the you know, there, there's so many Jalen Hurts. If, if they want to try and win the, the NFC, they got to get through a team that does have a primarily rushing quarterback. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could really be the thing that, that really screws you. If you can't stop the run, I mean, that means that the other team can control the clock. I'm not suggesting there's any – friction here or anything like that. Steve Wilkes is an excellent defensive coach and the 49ers are pleased they have him. But to me, when the head coach says we were, I didn't think we were very prepared for the running quarterback. To me, that's a a little bit of a message to the, yeah, just a, Hey coach, you know what I'm saying here? Right. Yeah. We weren't very, anytime you say we weren't prepared. That's coaching. Right. Yeah. If you say executing, that's players. That means that we had a game plan, but the players just didn't go out there and execute said game plan. But when you say we weren't prepared, we we weren't expecting, that is saying as a coaching staff, you failed to get your players ready. Steve Wilkes even said, he said, yeah, we we really hadn't worked on that much. And it's it's preseason. And, you know, a lot of those game plans are are going to be based off of the opponent specifically. And, you know, yeah, you how much can you really game plan when you're probably going to face two or three different quarterbacks in these preseason games? I sure hope once the season starts that the 49ers have a couple of easy wins. It's the Steelers and the Rams, right? Yes. They need yeah, to start that, the I season. Think. Start the season, a couple easy wins. Right. And all of a sudden, everyone's going to be feeling a lot better about everything. Yeah. I mean, their, their schedule in. Yeah. Their schedule is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there's really any easy stretch in their schedule. Like they they go from Pittsburgh to the Rams, and then you know the Giants and Cardinals. I guess that that's really as easy as it gets. But you know, then you have Cowboys and Cleveland and Minnesota, Cincinnati, uh, then Jacksonville, then Tampa Bay. But then you have uh, the Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks. Like it, they they to your point, they almost have to get off to a good start because you could see how you know if they're floating around 500 and then get to that really tough stretch of the season. You know, I know they like to kind of turn it on later in the year, but it, it could be too late, you know, and especially, you know, this team having all of this outside noise happening right now, you don't want losing to to compound on top of all the drama that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, I The first four games, the second game, I think the Rams, the Rams don't scare me. No, Maybe I'm just wrong. No, but, uh, yeah. you're not. Uh, then you said the Giants, Giants right? right? Giants and Arizona's yes, in there. Yes, Arizona's the, like a bye. Giants is a home game. Yes, Giants is the first home game of the season, so you'd imagine you'll have a little bit of juice two right. weeks on the road. But the, my point is the opener, the Steelers, I... That's a tough one. Yeah, That's it is a tough. really tough game. And, and in week one, teams aren't what they're going to become yet. Sometimes a bad team doesn't know yet that they're bad. Right. And they're actually better Absolutely. Than, than they're going to end up being. Right. No, and, and on if, the road, that's yeah. a scary game. If the Niners lose that first game, too, I mean, you, you, you're right. And I completely agree that you shouldn't be afraid of the Rams, but it almost kind of turns that week two game into a, a bit of a must no, win. Like, can I, can I say that before the season's already started? No. I, I just think that, you, again, like, I just don't think you want these negative things compounding oh, on top of loco, each other. Oh, you're loco, man. Nah, man, week two, must you started win. started to go there, and I thought, he's not going No, there. I'm going there. I'm I saying week two well. is a must he's win. A- <laughs> it's a must win for San Francisco. If they don't if win they that don't week win the two, if they, don't, if they don't win the opener, then, uh, yeah, I mean, you can, uh, then you start 0-3, and, you know, it's just, it's, uh, you're you just putting yourself behind the eight ball. <laughs> All right.
Look, you, hear it, right. you heard it here first. That's my bold 49ers prediction of the day. Uh, Daniel Jones running quarterback, huh? Yeah, running quarterback, uh, exactly. Uh, you got to put a stop to that. Yeah. Coming up next, Aaron Rodgers says, we, the Jets, can win the Super Bowl. I'll give you three reasons why he's wrong next here with Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Before we get to the Jets, there's something that we've been meaning to get to this week. we got so many things going on. So many people <laughs> in here yeah. where we've been working with. Uh, we haven't gotten to this yet, so I just want to address it. I know we were going to talk about it on Fact Fantasy, and we got up against Glock a little bit. Um, the Paul George impersonation of Charles Barkley. Ah, yes. You like that a lot, don't you? I like it a whole lot. It's a, it's a fantastic impression. As someone who does a couple of them, I can really appreciate a really, really accurate one, and it's really tough to tell a difference, in my opinion. By the way, when you have a cold or bronchitis in your case, yeah, really hard to do your impressions. Huh? It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, I th- think I could still do it. I haven't like tried, but yeah, it's like really tough to access certain parts of do your- you. Do a Barkley? Uh, I could do one. I don't think it's very good, and I think all I could say is terrible. Like that's terrible, 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 terrible. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. Demonis uh, uh, Sabonis. I, I don't know. It's, that's it's, like Kermit the Frog. Kermit Barkley. a little bit. Yeah, Kermit that's the Barkley. The problem. Yeah. Kermit the Barkley. Yeah. That's about but He has a cold. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my excuse. So do you know, Kermit has a cold. Do you know what uh, what pod this was on? Uh, I believe this was on the Gil. Oh no, no no I'm sorry. It was on Podcast P. Okay. Of course. It was on. It was on Paul George's podcast, which has all the. The best guest in the world. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, Paul George doing Charles Barkley. Give us Charles, Dean. <laughs> we know well, you got Charles. Jackie, did to think about it. Let me tell you. <laughs> See, back when I played, <laughs> you almost had to chuck a guy when he got hot or fouled him and put him on his ass. <laughs> but these guys now are just too soft. <laughs> That's a good one. He's good at it. He's good at trying to get me cry. You know, it actually sounds even better when you're just hearing it. Because yeah. I've seen it many times. Right. And I was a little, I, I I don't know why. I was trying to be a little skeptical of it. But I, then when you hear it, it's like, man, that is good. It's really good. And part of the, the tough thing of doing impressions is you have to, like, say something that s- sounds like something that that person would say. And, like, he nailed that part of it, too. Like, that is... 100% like that that might have been cut from inside the NBA like a, like a, an exact quote uh and so I again I just I really appreciate a, a good impression and that is that's that's like really top notch it's really like that's like Jay Farrow level uh perfection there from Paul George well well done Paul George yeah maybe he should work on his basketball instead of working on his his impressions am I right you yeah. know we were talking about um Charles Barkley this week because he had said on Bill Simmons' podcast, and I don't think you and I have talked about this yet, that he thought the uh, the Kings would finish ahead of the Warriors. And mm. did you? I don't know if you heard that. Um, to me, anything that's great. It makes you feel warm and fuzzy if you're a Kings fan. To me, anything Charles Barkley says about the Warriors, anything, ignore it. He is always wrong about them. Yeah, I mean, wasn't he really like the originator of two, like their jump shooting team, and yep. you can't win if yep. you take jump shots. Win. 2014-15. They cannot win. 
Yeah, that does he not. That down has on not it aged well. <laughs> that's not. That's not aged well, even a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. So he, has he, he held a grudge for for a couple of years for that? Like, not a grudge. He's not but well kind of liked like a, there. I know. They during, boo uh, him usually during the yeah. finals of 2022. He was out there. Yeah, you know, they were out there live mm-hmm. at the arena, and I think he was kind of taking shots. And it's like, Whoa. If you're talking about on NBA on TNT. He's kind of repented at this point. Like he's able to laugh at how wrong he was. Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, yes, like, but he's still wrong. And also, to be honest, and I love watching that show's great. He's never very accurate in anything he says. About oh no, he's not there. I don't think any of them are there for their <laughs> genius takes. I mean, they're they're all there for I entertainment, agree. and I think and uh, I love that show. Yeah, it's it's great. I just uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it would be nice to have some actual basketball analysis after some of those games, but you know, they they definitely fill their role uh, about as well as you can. I mean, it's a, it's a Kenny makes show. an well, they all make an effort. Yeah, Charles. I don't know that Charles makes. I don't think hard. Charles even watches the games. <laughs> I, I think actually Shaq said that once. Like they they were like, "Hey, what's it like? You know, what do you guys do as the games are happening?" And uh, he's like, "Kenny's always watching. Like Kenny actually watches the games. Ernie is as well, taking notes. Uh, Shaq will be, I think they said like DJing and just like on business calls and stuff, but like kind of half watching the game. He's like, Chuck is think, nowhere to be I seen. I think he even talks about it. Charles Barkley says, "Yeah, I didn't even watch that game. Yeah, it's, yeah." <laughs> Must be nice. I mean, like during, I when they come back. Yeah. From yeah. what you think of the game? He's like, yeah. oh, this is the first time I'm seeing these highlights, and these are, man, what a what a great game from Demonis Sabonis, and yeah, I mean, like they're, I mean, honestly, that's that's why they mess up the names ninety percent of the time, and you know, their segment of of who he play for is, it's funny, but it is also like. <laughs> You know, this is literally your guys' job to know these things, and they just have no idea. The best thing about that show, I was filling in somewhere for somebody and got to talk to uh, Ernie Johnson. He oh, said, "That's awesome. we're always prepared. The show is very prepared, but nothing is planned. So, mm. like, we're prepared. We have lots of stuff ready for this or that. Right. But he said, nothing is planned. So somebody says something, then like someone's that. like, Oh yeah, we got this Let's and whatever. With it. Yeah. But they don't know what order it's going to happen in or how it's going to happen, oh but they're gosh. ready for anything and that's why the show's so great. That's why it's great. Yeah. They don't even know what's going to fe- happen. And it feels like that too, but I there's no way I could operate like that. Like I would just, especially like if I were Ernie, if I were the I guess at this point he's he's used to it and he's done it. He's had so many ridic- like a ridiculous yeah. amount of reps at it. That's but. probably an exaggeration because I'm sure they have a rundown. I'm sure yeah. they don't necessarily follow. Right, exactly. <laughs> which I'm sure their producers love. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Jets, the New York Jets, are talking about the Super Bowl. Good for them. Aaron Rodgers, to me, in a way, he's channeling his inner Phil Jackson. You know, mm. they had that whatever you want to call it with the Giants. Um, and oh, the, Jihad uh, the, Ward. Yes, yeah, yeah. And Jihad Ward was mad because they were laughing when they concussed one of the Giants. And right. now Aaron Rodgers says that, oh, they're making stuff up over there. I think there's so much focus and attention on the Jets right now. To me, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is getting out in front of that, like, I'll take it, I'll guys. take it, yeah. because yeah, I've been through all this. So all this focus, you don't worry about it. I've been through it before. So I, I don't know what else he's supposed to say when he says we're going to win a Super Bowl, but they're not going to win a Super Bowl. No, I mean, I, and a part of me kind of thinks Aaron knows that too. I, I wonder how much of this is just, you know, trying to get them to a confident level and, you know, getting them playoff experience first, uh, you know, putting, putting the, you don't want to put the cart in front of the horse. Is that what the, the thing is? Like, yeah. the, you know, you got to kind of have, be in the playoffs and have playoff success before you can't just, 
you know, go straight from not making the playoffs for X amount of years to, oh my God, they just won the Super Bowl. I think Aaron kind of knows that, but it's it's instilling the fact that it's not like they should be talking Super Bowl, whether or not, you know, Mike Brown did the same thing last year. Like, it's not a matter of if we make the playoffs, it's when we make the playoffs. So it doesn't seem like it's some great, huge thing that's incredibly distant. It's something that becomes a real thing that you think about every day. Give you three reasons. What do you think of these three reasons why the Jets will not win uh, the Super Bowl or even go to the Super Bowl? One is a tough schedule. We were talking about the Niners schedule. The Jets start with Buffalo at Dallas, Goodness. New England, Kansas City at Denver. You know, that's that, oh, that Denver game. Philadelphia Eagles. That's their first six. I don't even know if the Jets are going to – they might have the first pick in the draft. Oh, my goodness. That's that's ridiculous. Are any of these must-wins, Chris? Yeah, I would say that uh, that Chiefs game is a must-win. I would say that Bills game is a must yeah, That Bills Eagles game. at Dallas, New England. That's Kansas ridiculous. City at Denver, Philadelphia I mean, Eagles. Well, they lose to Sean Payton after all that mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's – gosh. That's yeah. definitely a must-win. I mean, if I am – if if we're going to make that a bit, like some one of those has to be a must-win – that New England game is probably a must win. Like you got to win the easy one of that, you know, if you, the the Bills is going to mm-hmm. be a tough test, like you got to pick up the easy ones while they're there and, you know, you can hopefully maybe surprise a team or two, but that's that's incredibly tough, especially for a team again that doesn't have a history of success. You could see how if those losses start to stack up, maybe Mr. Aaron or I'm sorry, Mr. Rodgers turns a little bit more into Aaron Rodgers and you know, that, that thing could go down quickly. And, you know, again, I think Robert Sala could find himself on the hot seat really soon. Reason number two is there just, and you alluded to it, there's just too many good AFC teams. Yeah. And I think the Jets are a good team and yeah. they're continuing to improve. But, I mean, the AFC is loaded yeah. with really potentially great teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best teams. I mean, with the exception of really the Eagles and the Niners, like all of the best teams reside in the AFC. And, they got to get through them all. Like there's, yeah. there's no way around them. Like, yeah. oh, we dodge Patrick Mahomes. Well, that probably means that you're on the side of Joe Burrow and Josh Allen on the bracket. Like, there's, there's not really any wins, easy wins to come by, yeah. especially come playoff time. Are the Jets going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Are they even better than the Ravens? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, don't I really know. don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they don't and, have a better track record. And then thirdly. I don't think it helps them that they're in the spotlight like this because now they do have a target. Teams want to beat them, and you can't sneak up on anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's like every time the Jets are in town, it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. These are the guys that say they're going to the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, hard knocks, right? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. And I know you you still got to get your job done, but that doesn't help you over 17 games. Well, yeah. It makes everything you do harder. They're not like a – I mean, as you point out, I don't know if they're like even a Super Bowl quality team but the fact that they're putting it out there that means teams are going to give like you're saying like they're not going to sneak up they're going to give them their best right. shot they're going to treat right. them like yep. oh these these guys have super bowl aspirations so yep. we can't take this week off at all it's not even a matter of like oh yeah like we're going to go out there and give our best it's like no these guys we got it we got to tear them up yeah people want to shut them up it's not their fault they're on tv all the time but no. they are eh, you know you bring Aaron Rodgers in that's that's kind of what you get you know you play that game i guess Arlovsky was on uh the McAfee podcast uh-huh. yesterday and somebody asked him what are you what's coming up on NFL today or whatever he said oh what do you think we'll talk about the Cowboys and the Jets for the 3000th day in a row yeah <laughs> i feel your pain man i feel your pain just on a different struggle but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really all that they talk about, especially now with Trey going over to Dallas. It's like it's full steam ahead on the Jets-Cowboys. And I'm telling you, that's – I'm sorry, Simone, but that's what the NFL Get wants to see it. in the Super Bowl, Jets-Cowboys. Get over it. Sorry. sorry. Are you appealing? 
It's under protest. It already the papers have already been submitted. Judge Verlad, it's I know it's a weekend. I know it's a three day weekend, but uh, yeah, they're already right on, on his that. desk. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Chris is a diligent worker. It was uh, 15 years here, man. Come on. I, that's right. That's right. Uh, coming up next, uh, Pbev is he right about the NBA small market reality? And if he is right, what does that mean for the Kings? Should we be worried? Next here, Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports headlines. Hey guys, it's Friday, and I'm not Christopher Laud, but it's time for your chill Sacktown Sports headlines. Sasha Vizenkov, he's now a Sacramento King, officially. Frankie Cardicelli talked about all the best sound bites, and that press conference recap is up now at sacktownsports.com. Sacramento Kings general manager, Monty McNair. He's pretty good. One executive of the year. He talked to Carmichael Dave and Katie Christensen this morning. That full interview's up now. SacktownSports.com. Sacktown Sports YouTube. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda. Of course, your one-stop Honda shop. Those are your headlines. Now let's return to Whitey. Watkins. You ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? Remember Malcolm in the Middle? I remember the show. And we had a friend named Stevie. Stevie? No. Who talked like this? Did he have asthma or something? He he did have something. Anyway, that's what... That's what my... (laughs) Kind of sounded like Kyle had been stabbed or something, and he was like bleeding out. His his last words before... Yeah. Please help me. Malcolm... <laughs> I've been stabbed. Yeah. I haven't so, thought about Rick, Stevie in so long. That was a great call back. Wow. <laughs> Stevie Kenarban, uh, I guess was the character. I never knew his last name. Stevie Kenarban. Thank you, Kyle. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Got to keep the Friday chill vibes. It's the chill Sacktown Sports I'll headline. St- I'll take that over the, the rock and roll. 100 out of 100 times. Really? 100 out of 100. The hardcore okay. one, It's yeah. just way too intense. It's like we're giving updates. We're not, you know, I don't know. I just think the chill updates. ones work better when it's 98 and today it's been raining. That's that true. Also it's a almost little, a little sad. Right. Yeah. yeah. It lends it. Yeah. yeah. It's so sad. It yes. is. Yeah. Yes. This hopefully isn't sad. It's, it's not necessarily encouraging for our small market teams or their fans. If it's if it's accurate, Patrick Beverly on the PBEV uh, podcast, another great podcast, right? I haven't listened to it, but <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, it's great. I I'm a fan of this quote unquote new media uh, to an extent for for certain things, but I think like for off season content, like getting guys together, I think he was the. I mean, yeah, he was the one who had Carl Anthony Towns on there spouting yes. all kinds of crazy nonsense on there. But yeah, I, I think that if you can get players to kind of open up and be themselves and not like their media personas i'm i'm all for it and he's now, one of the better yeah ones my it. pitch com with kyle is down here so i didn't quite catch it kyle and this is no big deal i just want to make sure i understand you kind of gave me a head shake 
So either you were you were telling me you don't have the audio, which is fine, or you were telling me his podcast isn't his very. His podcast good. could be better. That's okay, all. that's all right. <laughs> all right. Thank you. I just want to make sure. I, oh no, yeah. the sound is right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready was. for that. Yeah. You kind of gave me a little like a head shake, and, and I, I wasn't sure which one it was. <laughs> we had to call a mound meeting real quick. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely not. He's not going to win any awards for his podcast. Um, Patrick Beverly is just one of the more outspoken guy he's i mean it's pretty much like a a draymond light podcast honestly so draymond's at the top um yeah i mean in terms of like actual analysis content that he gives yes i would put draymond at the top just in terms of clicks and like overall like virality i guess is that a word uh podcast p is the top one for for just pulling out it seems like every single week there's something from paul george's podcast and then honestly all the smoke as well with uh our very yeah, own matt barnes and uh and steven jackson like that one gets a lot of really good guests and again they do a really good job of like getting these people to actually open up and be like humans mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. just media trade yeah i know like we just heard the paul george clip uh, where he's doing charles barkley he really sounds like uh, someone's just coming in and is like, hey, well, yeah, we'll do a pod. This is just what exactly. we're doing anyway. Yeah, we're just chilling on the couch mm-hmm. and these are these are my friends. And yeah, I mean, it's it's just a unique insight that's like we've just never really had before. We know that Anthony Edwards is the face of Team USA. I think yeah. he struggled a little bit today, but he's He phenomenal. had 17 in the second half, but those were all of his points. So yeah, mm-hmm. he, he definitely mm-hmm. struggled a little. He looks like he is a guy who could be on a track towards becoming one of, if not the biggest star mm-hmm. in the NBA at some point. Patrick Beverly says, you know what that means? That means he's not going to stay in Minnesota long. Does he need to get out of Minnesota? He will get out of Minnesota. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, just, okay. What, that's just what happens. The evolution. Okay. okay. And, then and, he, I, and, and that's and then no be, disrespect to Minnesota. No. It's just, you feel me, with that personality, he can change the world with basketball. With Where should he go? Personality. Not to put you on the spot, it, where should he go? You got to go, I mean, obviously. Big market? It has to be. LA, big New York. To get, have, for him to get the most... And then, again, I played in Minnesota. There's no diss on Minnesota. There's no diss on lower market teams. But he is the type of player that he that, that you need to see him. And there's no way Minnesota should have, I don't know, nine, ten TV games right now. Mm-hmm. So all the work he's putting in right now, and then of course he's going to put it in. But it looks different when you get to see it than, like, mm-hmm. uh, go through an app and get it. Or I can't really get it the way I need to get it. It's different when you got 30 games on TV and you get to see that every night. That's gangsta. That's gangsta. Yeah. What do you I, make of that? Uh, first off, I mean, I just I, I one of my biggest pet peeves is people who are like no offense, no offense, but then completely offend somebody just like just because you say no like to say oh this ain't a shot at Minnesota, but y'all are just you're not going to keep your your just best. saying it's not a big market. He's right. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's just it was it was I'm definitely sure a shot Minnesota at Minnesota. They probably take it that way, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fact, but it doesn't make it just because you say something that is factual doesn't mean that it's not offensive and it's not still a shot at them. Uh, so I mean that that's that, but that's whatever. Uh, but you know, I mean, and contradicting myself, he is right. Like he he is one hundred percent right. The fact that Minnesota, he points at it right there, has nine national TV games and Anthony Edwards is probably, especially with everything that happened with Jaw last season, he's probably like the biggest or or potentially the biggest star a young star that the NBA has that could really be groomed into like the the mega mega star level. Um you know it's gonna be tough for him to do it in Minnesota, but 
I think it's possible. I mean, Kevin Garnett was a massive, massive figure even when he was in Minnesota. And he ended I, up I in would, Boston. Yeah, he did end up in Boston, and that was I think that was more due to success well, I think than he it came was back. I bigger say he market ended up there, but he went there. Yes, yeah, I knew what you meant. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I hear what he's saying because Anthony Edwards. I'm not going to say he could change the world or whatever, but <laughs> but he is a really hilarious personality and like. That hasn't been shown on the grandest level. And, yeah, if he's in L.A., he can do those Jimmy Fallon and, you know, Jimmy Kimmel late-night talk shows and and up his popularity there. And that's obviously beneficial to your brand. But um, I, I just don't like the notion, especially in today's NBA, that you have to be in a big market to be a big star. It's an issue for the NBA because the NBA has struggled with this for years, trying to keep the big-name players in the smaller markets. Sure. And yeah. they've set up. You know, with the, what you can sign players for and the Supermax right. and things like I don't think it works. I think it's worked at times in the past, but I don't know how successful it is. I give him credit for trying. As far as Sacramento goes, you look at this Kings team, and this is a team that looks like they're, you know, look at all the TV games. They've got a national uh, reputation now. They've got national credibility. And there's nobody on this team right now where if you're the Kings, are you going, Boy, I hope we keep them. Right, no. That's 100%. great. Yeah, and it's yeah. not even because, you know, yeah, De'Aaron's locked up or anything. It's just like... I mean, when Weber almost left, right. it was... Catastrophic. Oh, no. yeah. That final playoff game, uh, they lost to the Lakers, and then Webb was going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Of course, he ended up coming back, and then they had even worse uh, things that happened against the Lakers. But that was like, oh, no, this is all ending right now. Yeah. And with this team right now, there's no sense of that, which no. again speaks to, I think... Uh, the importance of signing Sabonis. Right, yeah. They were able to lock up all their guys. Uh, De'Aaron's locked up for another three years. And Sabonis he doesn't appear now to have any five. interest in going anywhere. Even no. Tyreek Evans, from the time he got here, it was right. clear that he's got people that are planning eventually for him to go to a bigger market. Sure. Things didn't quite work out for him that way either. Yeah. No, that it, was the plan. Yeah, the thing is the Kings haven't really had – one of those kind of star level, like DeMarcus was very comfortable with where he was at. Yeah. And I think he knew that if he were to go to a bigger market, it probably would lead to more criticism. But the Kings really haven't had this big mega star. Like, I mean, Chris Webber, frankly, was a mega star at that time, especially because of just the history that every all basketball fans had with him through his college career as well. It, it will be, it would be interesting. I th- hope one day the Kings do get a guy of that level and you know Darren definitely could get to that level but I would be interested to see where Sacramento kind of fits like is it still considered you know a a I mean it still is a quote unquote small market but is it a big enough market to house one of these NBA faces of 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 the league you know yeah and I don't know that it is and I think that also yeah. speaks to the wisdom of putting this team together in this fashion sure yeah you got to kind of know you got to know everything about your situation you got to understand where you are and and what that means for the players you can bring in mm-hmm. uh you ready for the football feud crossover yes oh my god is it Jay Mars in uh, FPJ today again. Um, unless they, it's possible. They're both just, in here, so I hope it sounds them. good. Sounds okay, good I was going to say, I thought that maybe they'd decide they'd already right. surrendered, already forfeit the match <laughs> against you, but I guess they're up for it. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, out. they better watch out. If it's me and Kyle together, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a duo right there. Uh, the Friday football feud is next on the crossover. Whitey and Watkins. It's time to play football feud. Yeah, it's time for the Friday Football Feud. Let's welcome, by the way, Let's do it. Frank Paul Santangelo Jr. and Jay Moore. Hey. Oh, yeah. We're ready to feud, baby. 
I've been ready to feud. I've been ready to fight all day. Let's go. <laughs> and then we'll find out what you guys have coming up on the show. That's yes. a good idea. Yeah. And don't use your bronchitis if you get smacked today to. as an excuse. Oh, come on. I would never use that as an excuse. Definitely not why I lost the Today you guys will be opposing uh, Bronchi Watkins. <laughs> Rant. And who is your Rick? Who are you playing with today? Uh, I I thought Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Let's oh, do it. This I'm is two recent. and zero. Oh. He's gonna win. No, I'm going for Dubs, man. Yeah, I'm two and zero oh in this game, so Ooh, we're good. Oh, I'm two All right. Oh this game. So give me, uh, give me Chris and J Mars. So okay. You have to shout your name to Buzz in. Here. Got it. Yeah. Got the top eight on the board. Name the quarterback who last season threw for the most yards in the NFL. Bronky. I heard Bronky. Uh, let's say uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is a number two answer, uh, 4,739. So, you guys, Jay, you can you have a chance to top Patrick Mahomes. Number one answer. Yeah. Yeah. There we go, Jay. It was too obvious. It was 5,250. So, too you, have, you guys have control of the board. Eight on the board. One and two are already off the board. Do you want to play? Do you want to pass? <laughs> We're going to pass. Going to pass. Yeah. Bold strategy, Ooh. Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. All right, Kyle. Take You're the throne, no Kyle. strikes against you guys. Mahomes, number one. Herbert, number two. Last year, quarterbacks who threw for the most yards in the NFL. Yards. <laughs> oh, right. this is good. Uh, let me get Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, survey says, that's number 10, and we're looking Ooh. top eight, so let's strike one against you. Sorry. I'm and sorry, Chris. I know, yeah, you gave me a look for not saying Patrick Mahomes, man. You just gave us number 10. The world was your oyster, and you dropped a 10 on us? Uh, let's say Joseph Burrow. Ascension in the ranks. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's say Joseph Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrows. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow. Number five answer. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Four thousand four hundred seventy-five. Just knock some of these off. Bing. Yeah. Thank you. Back over to Kyle. All right, we're finding the sound effects over here. Okay. Uh, or is he looking up the answers? I think he's mm. looking up the answers and cheating. <laughs> I'll take Josh Allen. Josh guess. Allen. He may be cheating because that's the number seven answer. Hey! 1,283. There we go. So three and four and six and eight still on the board. Yeah. How about one uh, strike against you? How guys. about my guy, Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Survey says number four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're dang right he was. 4,547. Oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> you guys are, wow. Yeah. You, you, you it was a mistake. It was a mistake. Passing. Yeah. <laughs> what was the number again for Kirk Cousins? It was number four. Number four at 4,547. So you need three, six, and eight. I know one of them. I think I know one of them. Show me Geno Smith. Number eight is Geno Smith. Wow. wow. On the edges. Two answers and two strikes left. Dun, dun, dun. All right. 4,282 yards for Geno. I feel really confident about this. I wanted to holster it for the last one and uh, really make it suspenseful, but Jared Goff. Ah. You love him, don't you? I can't. I, sure. Aren't yes. you on record the elite saying, quarterback that is Jared Goff? That's not there me. it is. That's there it not is. Me. Chris cut that. Uh, that would the elite be... quarterback that is mm. Jared Goff. Mm-mm. Number six is Jared Goff. Yeah, how about that? Oh. 4,438 yards. There's right. only one more answer. Right. I need to look at some board. logos Talk here this if that's out. okay. What? Chris, that's okay. I can't look at logos. No, you can't look at logos. Why not? Do they look at logos on the feud? No. Okay, then put But this is the football feud. I'm playing this Chris, under Chris, protest. hold up. I, right. I think right. I know who it is, but I want to run it by you sure. first. Do you think it's Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> uh, that's a good guess for sure. Uh, again, I have to go through some logos in my head. <laughs> They're allowed to talk, and you can... You yeah, you know what? I think that's a good wrong. enough guess for sure. He played yeah. all 17, We have right? another guess. Yeah, he played all 17. Yeah. They were bad to... Need an answer. Trevor guys, Lawrence. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence survey says, well, if it's up there, you guys win. If it's not... 
Number nine is Trevor Ooh, Bauer. Yeah, close one. Nine. Strike two. All right. Against you. So two I'm, strikes, one name left. Trying to think. I mean, Aaron Rodgers still hasn't been said, but he didn't have a very good season Not, last year. I don't think it's Rodgers. Um, I don't think it was Dakota Prescott because he missed a couple games. That's a good point. That's a great um, point. Number one, Mahomes. Number two, Herbert. Number four, Cousins. Number five, Burrow. Number six, Goff. Number seven, Allen. Number eight, Geno Smith. Guess Russ Wilson. Yeah. What num- so, I'm sorry. What number are we looking for here? Three. Three. There's, oh there's got to be a gosh. big one we're it's forgetting. It's a huge obvious one here. Uh, probably not Derek Carr, right? I do need an answer. Two strikes against you. Kyle, you got anything? Trying to, I'm going through the teams in my head. Same. I can't. No. Uh, I don't want us to buzz you out. I need a guess. Buzz them out, Whitey. This is ridiculous. Did Tom Brady play last year? No. <laughs> he <laughs> he did. did, but it's not him. Yeah, no. Buzz uh, them out. Jeez. <laughs> Three. Kyle, give me somebody. Two. Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Survey <laughs> says it, number 14. That's fine. Yeah, I that's know. fine. We, we don't know who it is. Yeah. Right. Three, you're out. That's fine. Yeah, so. We've huddled already. Yeah. yeah. Back to FB Junior and no Jay Mars. Yeah, I'm One name go. up there. Get it. You win. Daniel Jones. Good answer. No, there's no way. No chance. There's is no Daniel way. Jones. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way. I thought he had like a career last year. Not even Daniel Jones, the running back. Oh, my gosh. How did we forget? What was it? Tom Brady. No. <laughs> no. It was, it was Brady. not. 4,694 yards. Tom well, they Brady. get it. You they get it, Chris. It. They didn't say it. Oh, so nobody gets it. We still get it. No, we still win. We still That's it, how the man. game works. I swear. I was like, come We on, still man. win. <laughs> wow, nobody's respect on that old man's game. Uh, no, I'm just surprised. I didn't realize. Yeah, man. I mean, he's still putting them up. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, he's, he's just yeah. I'm they were shocked just that Daniel Jones was that low on the list because refu- he had a career year last year. I refuse to live in a world where Daniel Jones had more passing yards than Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, nine, so we got Mahomes, Herbert, Brady, Cousins, Burrow, Goff, Allen Smith, then it went Lawrence, Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, 11, Tua, 12, Russ, 13, and then Carr and Daniel Jones. Why does it feel like Tom Brady's been out of the league for like three years? Now? Why does it I mean, feel I like nobody it's... won and nobody's yeah, it had does. It really feels... because nobody really does win yeah. in that no, case. Like, like, you know. We won, Chris. We won. Yeah, okay. We, we got what? seven of them with one, yeah. only one strike. Point. We, That's we a good won. Point. Kyle went three and zero today. It's like today. winning a majority decision, like or one three and from the judge. Yeah. Three and zero, baby. Yeah. Oh well, congratulations. Feels super. I hate to start you guys your show off. Well, I was just gonna say now it's four hours of apathy. I give up. I'm going home. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this. The King signed Javale McGee. What? Saw yeah, that. I know. Yeah. 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 You know, it's easy to for all of us. We've all made quips, but uh, again, uh, Jerry was saying uh, today <laughs> thinks it's a really good signing for this. Yeah, team. no, definitely seems to be the vibe and you know, they mm-hmm. gave him a fully guaranteed deal, which means Was it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, the, the guarantee the for the on season it. on that. So, really? he's the basketball season? The basketball from what I read. <laughs> really? There's now wow. just one open yeah, roster spot left. It. Okay. Yeah, interesting. And Jordan Ford still hasn't uh, hasn't officially well, and signed I any contract. Kings yeah. have two camp invites remaining. I believe so. Yeah, you can have up to huh. what twenty one. Twenty one. They have nineteen currently. Kyle's gonna get one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kyle, are you planning to do that open tryout? We discussed that yesterday. Okay, I, I've heard Simone has filled me in on the details. Okay. Dave and said I'm gonna need to speak to my representation before we make any <laughs> okay. final decision. Dave said that if we, I, I think he said he would he would pay the fee. He would fund it. Yeah, he, he said he would fund it. So I'm gonna need Nate to come film with me. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. This can be Again, arranged. We'll, we'll speak to our representation uh, okay. and get back to you. Okay. All right, Dave All right. making that yeah. big morning show money can fund it. The rest exactly. of us were talking about taking the hat around and getting I know, some yeah. donations. <laughs> 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 yes.
Well, I hope you guys have a great uh, holiday oh, weekend. Yes, By the way, yes, uh, yes, speak, speaking of Kings, Frankie on with us at 2.30 today. Cardicelli? Frankie Cardicelli, that wow. one. Uh, wow. 3 o'clock, former Giants bench coach Ron Wotus will be wow. joining us. Talk some uh, Giants baseball. Awesome. And then at 4.30, Sean Cunningham. So, yeah, action-packed Friday here. Tremendous. You guys have fun. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Stick around for J. Mars and F.P. Jr. Are you going to get over this football feud loss? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to wear this all Memorial Day, or excuse me, Labor Day weekend. Yep, and right it's, it's going to wear heavy on me, so... Thanks, guys. He'll get over it. Yeah. Let's not forget, you know, why we celebrate Labor Day. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's how Dave, Dave wrapped up the show. He's like, let's, let's, you know, yeah. as we as we go through this Labor Day weekend, let's not forget the real reason why we celebrate. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, G Mars FPG, your next so right here. So much to add to that. I'm just not going to. Sucked <laughs> out sports.